Is this the fight where they broke into the other room and you see the big yeah. naturals? You're, you're saying I'm an actual piece of shit. That's what you're saying. You don't kill, like hit a guy in the dick with an axe for no reason. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode, I made a note here. I believe it's 321. 321 of the show. We love you guys. We did a lot of the voicemail and email stuff this week on our subscription show. And I don't know, you know, we're still kind of feeling out. We just kind of do what we feel for the subscription thing. So if you're calling and emailing and you're like, hey, why aren't they reading or playing my stuff? It's probably because we did it on the subscription show that you're not paying for. So uh, go to the go to uh, the ballerlifestyle.com and click the link on the on the pinned blog post at the top of the page and subscribe five bucks a month or you can make a donation for any amount that you care to give us um redcircle.com is where we do that so uh, and if you do want to reach out just send us an email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or send us a, no- a voicemail call us 949-464 tbls i am joined now as i am each and every week by mr ed daily ed what's up so we're doing the thing that uh, that the video games or like apps do where they say it's free and then they ask you for five dollars every few seconds in app purchases. Yeah. No, my, but my son hasn't grasped that. Oh, yeah. So, no, it's totally free. Yeah. And it's uh, constantly asking for my account. I made I've been in my uh, in my Insta stories. Oh, my God. Do I have that song? No. Um in my Insta stories, I did, um, somebody took a picture of me looking like, kind of like the comedian Gallagher, Leo Gallagher. And so I, I downloaded an app so that I could post a picture of myself next to Leo Gallagher and share it on my stories. And the fucking app, it's like one of those apps that used, these used to be very popular. I don't, I don't know which one's a good one now. It's one of those ones where you can like frame, make a picture collage. And I just wanted to be able to have two pictures side by side. So I downloaded this fucking app and ever, and then I started make people started sending me pictures. They'd like send me a picture of Ron Jeremy, or there was one really good one that somebody sent me of, um, it was from Entourage of the of Vinny Chase when he's got the fat suit on to to play um, Pablo Escobar and that kind of looked like me and so I kept I kept ended up having to make more of these things for my story and the app every time you do anything on the app it plays a commercial for another app that it wants you to buy before it lets you do the thing that you want to do. So I put a picture on it and then it plays a commercial and then I play, play, put another picture on it and it plays another commercial. And I'm sure there's a better app I could download to do this, but I keep thinking, Oh, this is only going to take a few seconds. And meanwhile, I'm spending 45 minutes watching fucking commercials in an app. This should be disclosed to us in the first place. What kind of hellscape are we living in? That's what we're doing for our listeners. Right. You send an email. 
you might have to pay to hear it. That's right. Well, <laughs> not necessarily because I thought uh, on that on that um, on the subscription, the Red Circle show that we did this week, I thought we would just like blaze through. I thought we needed all those emails and voicemails to have stuff to talk about. But it turned out that we couldn't get to the actual shit we had to talk about because and we couldn't even finish the emails and voicemails because we because we're we're so verbose. We have so much to say. Thorough. Yeah, Ed. Ed, you, do you have a book coming out? Yes, I do. Oh, I heard you Thanks wrote a book. Asking. I believe I did write a book. I believe I got a suggestion. I believe there's an Instagram. I, I, I won't disclose what the Instagram is because it might be in beta, but it might be it might be a soft launch for you. But I believe there's an Instagram for your book because I yes. I saw I never click on the suggestions you should follow, and it's it's usually like. Or, uh, so I don't click on them and then, but then I saw one and I'm like, this one looks kind of familiar to me. What is this? And I clicked on it and I was like, oh, this is fucking, this is Ed, for Ed's book, but I won't disclose anything in case you're launching softly, but tell us when is your book coming well, out? What's going on? Build something out before advertising. Sure. Like they're, they're trying That's to get smart people do. Stuff. I've got, yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got a PR team working on it. I got yeah. a press release that I've got to edit right now. Yep. Uh, the book is going to come out 4th of July. It's called heroes and jerks. It's mm. the best in people who ever lived throughout human history. That's oh, going to be fantastic. Um, I will give you more details as I have it. There was a typo from one guy, so I couldn't upload it to, uh, Amazon for pre-order yet. Um, but yes, I got a whole a whole launch coming out. But the next the next uh, six shows or so, I will be inundating you with advertising for that book. What we should do, and I don't miss, probably shouldn't discuss this on the air, but maybe we can do a giveaway. Is yeah. where we can give away a copy. We could do like a um, we can do like another um, Apple Podcasts comments contest like the person that leaves the best comment unless I'll just tell you I tell you I'll just tell you this much if we do do that contest if you're one of these fucking pussies that wants to make your iTunes comment about my marital status you will not win the contest. I'll just I'll just let you know that much up front. I, I will I will I will say um, without specifically addressing that because I did stumble upon it. Yes. Um, the well, there's a couple things going on. First of all, you you can't enjoy any art or sport or anything. If you think you know the background story of everybody involved, of course not. And you, you just don't know. You don't know what's going on. And you could tell me what you like in life, and I'll tell you reason. I mean, I love looking at Van Gogh paintings. Oh. Nobody even liked being around the guy. Oh, you're t- you're calling me a piece of shit. You're no, you're no, saying no, I'm no, an no, actual no. piece of shit. I'm That's saying, what you're saying. I'm saying I'm I'm saying if you were a piece of shit, yeah. it still wouldn't matter. That's right. But you go. You know, I'm taking position B. Yes. Because because I don't like this. And then parentheses. Sorry, Ed. Oh, I didn't see. I don't know if I've seen the same one. Hey, (laughs) I've never met anyone in this conversation. But but it's it's one of those things. Everybody needs one. If you don't like something like because 
you have ideas of what it's about, what are you giving a shitty review for? It yeah. doesn't have anything to do with the show. Yeah. It, well, it's just, just walk a mile in my shoes. That's all I'll say. You don't, you hear me here. You hear me talk here an hour and a half every week. Okay. I feel like people get a pretty good sense of who I am. That's what the rating should be about. Right. You listen to what I do here, but also, but also you get, when you get someone else's opinion of a person, you're only getting the, the, the worst opinion of that person. You don't, you don't know me. Don't bro me. If you don't know me, you don't know what I'm about. You don't know what's happening in my life. You don't know shit. So don't fucking comment. You have a question. Ask me. And that goes for all the fucking assholes in my personal life too. go fuck yourself. Call me up. Hey, Brian, how's it going? What happened? That's all. That's all I ask. That's all I'll say. I, I've, I've made a personal choice to not watch any of that fucking Michael Jordan thing. It would be ridiculous for me to say it was poorly done because I don't like Michael Jordan. Right. It's just, I've decided this isn't for me. I'm not giving it a negative review. It's just not for me. Well, again, you're saying you're kind of comparing me to Michael Jordan, who you seem to have a low opinion of. So I'm just I'm just saying, like, you're not. I'm doing the show. I've chosen. I've picked sides. You got me. You could say you could say here's a better one. You could say I chose not to see the Abraham Lincoln movie, Lincoln starring Daniel Day Lewis. We all know Lincoln was amazing. Yeah, he may have shared a bed with other men quite often. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, what, yeah, what makes that wrong? And he also, he loved to wrestle. And maybe he didn't have the most forward-thinking opinion on slavery early on. But it turned out he was a great man. I just chose not to watch his movie. I'm just saying, you could, you could use better examples, Ed. Maybe. Okay. So you're, yes, you're more Abraham Lincoln Thank you, than Michael Jordan. Than Michael Jordan. I'm kind of yeah, a little bit of both. I'm kind of a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ed's got a book you've coming got, out. You've got a you've got a sad beard like Lincoln. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'll take that. Uh, Ed's got a book coming out. There will there probably will be a contest to win yeah. yourself a okay, copy we'll here. Ed's Ed's other book was fantastic. Uh, Ed's a very but funny guy, like and he's put a, a lot of work like into this. Real, this, yeah. this is like a six hundred pager. This is a big fucking wow, book. That's crazy. The the dedication. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, okay, we are all we're, so we're reviewing a movie this week because that's what we've been doing lately because it's COVID because we're quarantined. And, uh, you know, it's there's not really a lot to talk about in the world other than just super bummer shit. And uh, so we're talking about a classic movie today. And meanwhile, Ed and I have been going on for 10 minutes and we have a guest here. Our good friend. Listening to our <laughs> right. Our, our good friend. He's, he's I don't he's probably never heard. Would you a like sh- to come on and listen to us. Ignore you. Right. He's he's probably never heard an episode of the show that he wasn't on, which is OK. That's not true. So he, One of these five star reviews is mine. I was what you guys are talking about. That. I was looking for mine because I was going to butt in and be like, that's not true. Yes. Because I, I left it under the moniker. I don't know what what the hell I get, but I yeah. give you guys a five star review. Good for Seriously. you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Caleb Wilson joins us he was just here i don't know a month or so 
or so ago, yeah. and we got a lot we of good, a lot of positive. Yeah, people like reviews people like show. Caleb. What what movie did we do? Because it escapes me. Cocktail. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic! That's one of the best ones we've done recently. But it's it's truly a compliment to you because we know nobody was excited because of the movie. Well, was, uh, nobody has even seen that. Like, I tried to show that to my friends, and they were like, "Well, do I need to watch the movie like before?" And I was like, "I was torn on that because, like, at first I was like, yeah, because you need to understand what's going on.' And then I realized actually watching Cocktail wouldn't really help you understand what's going on in Cocktail. Yeah. And <laughs> no, need no. is a strong word when it comes to that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so it's. Well, it's one of those movies. So we've done a few movies recently that were terrible movies that I enjoyed watching. Cocktail was one of them over the top. Some some have been bad and not enjoyable. Bad. No, exactly. Um, What was that one that Jay Stu just made us do recently? Like last week. Oh, the the pandemic movie. Oh, my Uh, God. Outbreak. Dog shit. They should have called that movie dog shit because that's what it was. Um, But this week we're talking about Commando. Caleb is here. Caleb, thank you for joining the show. We love having you. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Quickly. Thanks for having me back, guys. Quickly, before we get into it, I was on the uh, we ran out of time on the subscription show, redcircle.com. TheBallerLifestyle.com. Go there and subscribe. Uh, and we and I just wanted to catch up on one email that we were that we started to read, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna knock that out, and then we'll talk about the movie. Uh, the email, Ballers. Some questions that I need you. Hold on, I need to move some apps around so I can see. Some questions that I need you guys to get through to help me during these hard times. Daily's choice. You enter the bathroom and approach the urinal. Leonardo DiCaprio on your left and Derek Jeter on your right. Which hog do you sneak a peek at? Daily's choice. It's a choice I make. Daily's choice. Watch me shiver while you shake. Caleb, you you can play along. Ed already answered on the on the um on the subscription show, but this is a game where Ed goes, Ed walks up to a urinal and there's two famous guys there and he's only got yeah. time to check out one of their dicks. I've got, I've yeah, got a yeah, record yeah. saying I'm, I'm always, if there's a famous dude next to me at a urinal, I'm taking a peek. I'm just oh, doing of course. it. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And so the, the is I've got either side, so I can only look at one. Mm-hmm. I feel so Ed, you chose DiCaprio because you're just, you have no interest in Jeter, right? Is that, was that your rationale? Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not interested in him like in any way. I, I agree. I Derek Jeter to me is so vanilla, so boring. And plus there's a hundred percent chance he is working a fucking meaty pipe. Like there's, there's no, there's no, <laughs> he's, ch- a big dude. he's a big dude. There's just no, he's got that energy. There's just no chance that you're going to walk up and just, just see average dong there. You're going to see something beautiful. Whereas DiCaprio He's an actor. He pretends for a living. He's selling a bill of goods. Right. Every time he's so I feel like I could walk up there and I actually know somebody sort of, but I know somebody who has a, an acquaintance that hooked up with DiCaprio. And I was like, what's he working with? How's the hog? And she said, actually, it was just a makeout situation. No peek 
at what he was working with. So no, no, I know. What a ripoff, I know. No, I was really bummed. No inside information there. But I'm definitely, if it's up to me, I'm definitely going DiCaprio because I just feel like he's he's a big fugazi in a lot of ways. He's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. I've really come around on him since the growing pains days. Um, He's awesome. Um, but I, I definitely am much more curious to see what he's working with. Caleb Wilson, your thoughts, who you checking out? All right. Time for the contrarian take. I uh, love it. I'm going with the Jeet and I think, see, I don't know if you've heard some of the stories about Jeter, like when he hooks up with ladies, when he takes them back to his, I don't know, St. Jeter'sburg is what he calls it. I think Yep. <laughs> like his lawyer, like takes people's phones and they have to sign NDAs. And I'm thinking, it's amazing. Is that could that be hog related? You think? You know what I'm saying? Like possibly. Why would you be so? Why would you be so private? Yeah, let's stop with that. Why? What kind of hog needs an NDA? It's a good point. It's a good point. Because I remember an interview with um, on Howard Stern. Jamie Foxx was on there, and he said, like, when people try to um, try to uh, get shit on him for the like TMZ and stuff, and he goes, "Listen, I'm not embarrassed with anyone I'm with." And I'm not embarrassing myself naked, so I, I don't care. Right. And that's that's the move. If you've got all these all this paperwork, you might be onto something. Oh, Caleb. he's trying to hide something, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, another buddy of mine, he he went to a party. It was after a ball game one night here locally. The Yankees were in town to play the Angels. They had the guys had like rented out a bar. And he was, he had a tangential connection to Jason Giambi. So he got to go to this party and he said he went in and it was just the guys, just the Yankees and Tiger Woods and that Tiger Woods was in one corner and Derek Jeter was in another corner and they were both just like, um, Auditioning. There was like a line of girls waiting to talk to them just to be auditioned to be their sex partner for the night. So that's how I, I those was guys in a bar. Were. I was in a New York City bar, maybe 2000, like when he yeah. was yeah. early on the scene and it was the same type of thing. He was just in a corner and it was what I imagine uh, Elvis situation yeah. where you're just. You're just sifting through who's going to be the one. Exactly. Or that's, that's, who, who will be the the seven? That's the same. That's the same scene that uh, that my buddy described. Uh, okay. The the email continues. Imagine this dystopian scenario for me. Every time you pick up your smartphone, I can't talk. Before you can do anything else on it, you're forced to spend three minutes. <laughs> I forgot about oh. this. Caleb, we've been down this dark road. Caleb might, I think Caleb's a little more tuned in than we are, so he might know about this. You're forced to spend three minutes scrolling down either the subreddit self suck. (laughs) That's just funny. Or self fuck. Which one do you Whoa. choose? Self suck or self fuck? You should probably spend a few minutes examining each of those su- what those subreddits look. Now I yeah, I'm gonna check those guys out. Hang on, I looked at these. You guys so, do your thing. I looked so at these last week. Is self suck? Oh, there's still- more of a it's a torsionist situation. Self fuck is is like deeply disturbing. I I haven't been able to shake it. So there, in a week. Yes. Yes. But self suck. Oh my god. Yes, yeah, see. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's self. I would say self fuck is the worst of the two. It's the worst. Yeah. It's, it's the worst thing I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, how does that work? Like, I don't, I didn't know. You know how, when you see somebody like you're watching the Olympics and you're like, you're watching the gymnastics and you're like, I didn't know the human body was capable of such feats. This is incredible. I feel the same way when I check out the, um, subreddit self fuck because that's how I don't know how those guys do that. It's great. Whoa. Now I'm on self suck. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. This guy's like in a, he's in a hot tub and he's doing, it says self sucking in my hot tub and he's like standing up or he's got like his butt on the side of the hot tub and he's bending over and he is in fact, Self-sucking. What are the, what are the, some of the comments? Very hot. Wish I was your neighbor. You are, see, you are sexy. Uh, see, the, the, the one video I saw on self-fuck reminded me of, uh, it was kind of like a supermarket sweep situation where they're just trying to cram as much as possible yeah. into a, a yeah. little opening. And it was, it was problematic. Um, hot tubs are great for relaxing, getting loose and sucking yourself. <laughs> two self suckers in a 69 with their wives watching while they try to impress each other with their sucking skills. LOL. Interesting scenario. What world is this? What world oh, are we living in? I can't. Can you imagine somebody tuning in just because they saw the name of the movie and then they're getting this discussion instead? No, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, yeah, I would pick, I would, I, I think that self fuck is worse than self suck. Um, the email continues. I got forced. I think this is where we stopped before I got forced into watching most of the awful pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh no, we already did Johnny Depp. Do we? We did that. I did a whole Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, Sorry. I, I thought we had, I thought there was, there is still quite a bit left. I just wasn't sure where we left off with this. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, so you're at the hotel pool and accidentally walk into the female changing room before you realize the error of your ways. You notice Scarlett Johansson on your left and Salma Hayek on your right, both just about to drop their towels and give you a peek at their marvelous breasts. Before you exit, you have just enough time to set your eyes on one magnificent rack. Whose do you choose? Sounds to me like a canned conundrum. I don't have that song, but I have this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is arguably a better song. So Caleb Wilson, you're the guest. This is this is this is just like this is just like uh uh Daily's Choice, except it's with broads. Salma Hayek, Scarlett Johansson, you only have a brief moment to check out the goods. Who do you like in this battle? I'm going straight for my shoes because I'm a gentleman. Oh. <laughs> what? This is the last time you're getting invited on this show. You know, I'm canceled for <laughs> the exact opposite reason that people typically are canceled for. Right. That's fine. Right. Uh, Ed Daly, your thoughts. I, I've said this all along. 
that I don't I find the the penis game funny. Yes. I don't find this as funny, but if you're asking who I, I mean, Samuel Hayek, I, I had uh, a lot of moments after seeing Desperado. Oh, so yeah. She's like my all time. And favorite. she's like 52 or something now, 53. And she looks fantastic. Where, whereas. And, and what, what, what kills me about Johansson's. Yeah. She's is, is Jost. Yeah. She's engaged to your favorite comedian, Colin Jost. Oh. Um, Scarlet's kind of gone. She's got a bit of a mask, Yulin thing going these days. Um, she's kind of like downplayed her her sexiness. Uh, I would probably go Hayek as well in that scenario. Um, and here's another one. He continues. Who do you think is actually the loudest? Oh, that song's still playing. Who do you think is actually the loudest celebrity comer? <laughs> I think I've got to go with Flavor Flav. Who else could it be? Randy Macho Man Savage. Please discuss in detail. Who's that loud comer? Coming all so, I mean, Randy Macho Man Savage, he would have to be in the posthumous bracket because I believe he's no longer with us. So I don't know my if he's... Favorite, I, I, I butchered it. My favorite tweet about when he died was he died doing what he loved, being pinned by, uh, being pinned by something that is, uh, way ahead. That is not, he had a heart attack. We've discussed this on the show before. He had a heart... He, didn't he have like his car flipped over? He had a heart stuff? attack while driving. He was he was uh-huh. killed when his heart attacked him and because his he had had a heart attack... He was was not able to continue piloting the vehicle on the road. So he went off the road. So Randy Macho Man Savage is died of a heart attack like most wrestlers do. But he lived like, you know, he was in his 50s. Most of these guys go in their early 40s. Um, Who who do you think is the loudest comer, Ed? Uh, I could see... Uh, Kanye West getting the auto tune box out as he's ready to ejaculate. Very, that's, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, uh, any thoughts, Caleb? Do you have a purse? Are you gonna abstain from this one as well? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking, I'm, I'm here for this one, and I think it's gonna be the guy who did the Wilhelm scream because every time he comes, he just sounds exactly like that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that, would take, that would take everyone out of the mood a little bit. Interesting. <laughs> it's done by that point. So, I mean, he's done anyway. I feel like um, Nick Cage is, he's so dramatic. Oh. He, he's so big in his performances. I imagine that carries over into other parts of his life as well. On off screen, I got to imagine Nick Cage is a very loud comer can i change my answer i'm changing yes. mine to daniel day lewis i just watched there will be blood and i'm just thinking he's amazing like oh. imagining that yes magnificent bastard coming right. and i bet it's absolutely just fucking psycho psycho amounts of screaming and coming i ejaculate your milkshake <laughs> exactly i shoot it out a few years ago, Michelle walked walked in on me, and I was on the internet, and she walked in on me, and I was just watching 
um, Porn. that scene of him. No, oh. that scene of, of when he smashes uh, Paul, uh, whatever. Eli. Yeah, with Eli. the bowling pin. Yeah. And, and she's like, I just came in and caught you watching this. What's the matter with you? It's so good. Uh, That's great. Uh, Okay. Also, your movie reviews have been excellent. At the end of each review, please do not forget to discuss who you think is the loudest comer in the movie. They, okay, we can do that. Thank you. Yeah, okay, absolutely, yes. we can do that. We'll have yes. some opinions. I've got, I've got a, I've got a strong take on this. Yeah. Uh, thank you, he- heroes. Stay strong. Outro. That is from listener Toe Cutter, who hashtags where is Kyle from Scani? Hashtag Team Every Episode. Hashtag Say Lasso for me. Hashtag a Loudcomer. Who's that Loudcomer? Okay, the movie this Yes. Before before we get going, even though it's been, you know, and rightfully discussed, RIP to the great Fred Willard. Was oh. he ever oh, was he ever man. not great? I mean, he was, like everything, every bullshit role, every so appearance great. on late night shows, he was always great. So great. I had not caught he got yeah. caught in a porn theater yeah. like three years ago. Yeah. I had no idea he was quite so advanced in age. Yeah, I mean, he was. I I saw him on Kimmel like a clip maybe a month ago. Yeah, I mean, I thought like maybe late seventies. I don't. I didn't realize eighty six years old. The guy had a good good run. Yeah, R.I.P. Fred Willard, good dude, amazing dude. Okay, we're um, we're talking classic movies these days, and this one is for sure a childhood classic for me. I'll play the trailer. This is a little movie from the Schwarzenegger Canon Commando. They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he's going to give us any problems? You do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. <laughs> Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you think you did. I lied. <laughs> A lot of things blowing up. A lot happening. Okay. No man can survive. He's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando. It's a party. So this is early 
Schwarzenegger, 1985, American action film directed by Mark Lester, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ray Don Chong, Alyssa Milano, Vernon Wells, who I'm I'm guessing not the Toronto Blue Jays center fielder, later traded to the Anaheim Angels. Uh, uh, the great Bill Duke, who, of course, Schwarzenegger brought along and everything he did. And Dan Hedaya, a.k.a. Carla's first husband from Cheers. Nick Tortelli. Yes, Nick Tortelli. I couldn't remember his name. Um, Caleb, I'm curious because uh, Brian and I are, are the same age. Well, actually... No, not anymore, because today is Brian's birthday. Go fuck so. yourself. Oh, shit. You, you He's shit older than me. Did you, did, He's, he is significantly older than me. Did you save that up, you fucking asshole? No, I just, I, just, <laughs> I just realized as I was asking. But so you are at least like 10 years older than, uh, younger than us. What, what was it? When, have you seen this movie before? Or is it like um, this is not? This came out before I was alive, Jesus but I have Christ. seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm uh of a different generation. That's for sure. Um but uh yeah, I've definitely seen it and what's more important, I watched it three times today, so yeah. <laughs> I mean like, I just didn't do any work today. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm just gonna turn my brain into oatmeal. Uh well, yeah, I, I mean have to admit yeah. I've probably seen it not a ton because I didn't have cable when I was a kid, but I would say I still have seen it like six times yeah. and I'm not, I, I understand the basic kidnapping, but I don't actually understand anybody's motivation beyond just getting <laughs> the girl. Like, I don't even understand what the end game was. Yeah. Like, this movie doesn't actually make sense to me. It doesn't. I re- I'll just give you my background on it. I remember like the lore of this movie. It was, I didn't see it in the theater, but I remember like my friends had and people were like talking about Commando. And then eventually I saw it on video the first time. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Eventually somebody had it on VHS and I went over to a buddy's house and I watched it on VHS and it did not disappoint. And then I watched it more over the past couple days. You know, I don't can't remember when the last time I saw it was. Um, and it did not disappoint. It was just as exciting as when I saw it when I was 10 years old. Um, it was great. And yeah, the plot, it's a little sketchy. So Arnie is, he's chilling like, so it starts off. There's a, there's a guy, he's like a, like a middle-aged guy, looks kind of like a stockbroker or something. And he's in bed with his wife. Looks like it could be. Beverly Hills, maybe Pasadena. Yeah, nice nice home with a big driveway. Tony, a Tony neighborhood. The best thing about this movie is that it's filmed in Los Angeles. And so it's all you're you're over by Dodger Stadium. You're at uh, LAX. Like that's a cool part of it for me. Uh, But he's like sleeping and they hear the trash truck coming. And I, I don't know. You're in a big ass house. Do you is it typical that you that the trash truck would wake you up? I feel like you wouldn't hear it, but. The guy kind of races. Not like when you're out in the like a, like a deep residential neighborhood like that. I thought yeah, that was because that whole whole scene is kind of like to me. We'll get to it a little bit, but like the whole scene just kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, and he's he's very sweaty, the guy, and he's wearing full button up pajamas. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I understand that some people wear pajamas, but it, it's not this it guy. Boggles, boggles the mind that somebody would button up like I, like they'd wear this whole outfit where they have to like fully get changed. I mean, I I feel like that's supposed to be your most comfortable. And this guy buttoned up to the collar and he's sweating his ass off in like full long sleeves, long pants. Even even when it's freezing, I cannot sleep in a T-shirt because it just gets it's so uncomfortable. I feel so constricted. I, can, I couldn't imagine sleeping in what is essentially a slightly looser button up dress shirt. It's just so weird to me, the whole pajamas phenomenon. Uh, but yeah, he's rushing. He's like dumping the cat box. Like he's in real hurry to get everything out to the trash. And then he gets outside and he's promptly oozy murdered by uh, Bill Duke and another henchman. Um, and, it, and it turns out that there's this whole plot to kill all these ex special forces guy. For what reason? Never explained. Yeah. Did we well, even know that there were special forces? later you learn this so it's just all kind of caught up in this fucking bullshit the whole okay i think that the subtext of this movie actually is about the perils of middle management because if you actually look at what's going on here it's like i just imagine bill duke going to his boss and being like hey why don't we just like shoot this guy in the head when he goes to take get his newspaper and his boss is like because we at the murder store believe in pageantry you know what i mean put the garbage suit on so they go and take the rent a garbage truck and get the garbage suits on to knowing that he'll come out hearing the garbage on the wrong day and shooting him that way. It's, so yeah, it's kind of weird. It's not like he's in hiding. Like you could just, you could just wait no. till he got up to go to work. All and the just people that they him. kill, they do it just absolutely. They're so good at doing murder that they just get bored with it. Like when you're playing a video game yeah, and you're like, just have to like get over the top kills because you're just too good at the game now. You know, they're so good at doing murder at the murder store that they have to do like the other guy, they run him over in the car dealership in yeah. the middle of like oh, downtown. LA or whatever. What the fuck is that? Just killing a home. I didn't. I didn't realize, and that looked more like the valley to me, but not positive. I, I didn't realize. I thought Bill Duke was just stealing a Cadillac. I didn't realize Damn. until later. I'm like, oh wait, the He's car dead. salesman yeah. that he ran over was well, special forces, right? Also, are we sure he died? No reason. Kind of a bummer that. Yeah, it shows him dead, forces. even though he like didn't even actually get hit that hard. Like he was, he went from like park to running the guy over, and then like he conceivably he could have died. No, but there's no that was a survivable. There, you know? Yeah, for hundred percent, he could have got up and just walked that off. Like I don't know. Yeah. And f- 15 minutes later, somebody jumps out of a uh, an airplane going 200 miles an hour and lands yes. lands in a marsh, and he's just fine. Yeah, that was that was a tough one to so reconcile. To, uh, if you guys, they kill all those guys, Arn- Arnold's old squad, because they're trying to do uh, later. It does, it's not explained well at all. Like I said, I only know this because I watched it three times today, and it took me until the last viewing to get this. But the main uh, the main bad guy was trying to do like a coup in his uh, home country. Right. Like that was Arnold's special forces team yep. and they were the only ones that were badass enough to stop him from doing that so like, oh. like oh let's kill these guys and that's why they wanted to kill arnie and then like they, they got him out they evacuated him before bildu could kill him the so, one the yeah. one murder i didn't even understand who was being killed and who was the murderer was the fishing boat 
it seemed like one of the bad guys got on the fishing boat with the guy yeah, and then no. they blew it up. No, no, no. It was Bennett. Bennett, AKA Fred. He looks kind of like, um, Freddie Mercury with an allergic to bee stings with a bee sting allergy. Like he's like a, he does look like Freddie Mercury. Well, he has the Mercury mustache. Yep. yep. He's wearing a chainmail vest the yep. whole time yes. and a choker. Yeah. He wears bondage gear just like as day wear, which is kind of, he's got the gloves. Yeah. He wanted to tell us something. So it was a weird, it was a weird vibe but, for a, a psychopath. But the boat thing is he gets on the boat and then drives away and everybody's like, wink, wink. Hey, Bennett, what's up? And then he drives away and Bill Duke's there on the dock. There are, these guys are in cahoots, but we don't know this yet. Bill Duke has a remote control, like a, like for a model airplane or something. It's got the servos on it and everything. And then he blows up the boat when it gets like 20 feet off the dock or down in San Pedro. And so what they're intending to do is fake Bennett's death. Is, oh, I oh, thought they shit. were trying to kill somebody. I was like, what, what is Bennett? Well, it's confusing because two scenes later, Bennett announces himself to be alive. So it's weird yeah. that they're faking his death because they really went to no lengths whatsoever. Just tell show up, man. Right. It's, it's one of these things that these Arnold movies and I, great. I always loved and I still there's just a weird part of me that still loves watching it, watching him just mash people. But I knew I should probably pay attention because I knew my whole childhood. I didn't actually know what was going on. And I still just didn't care enough to pay attention because I knew Arnold wasn't in that scene with the fishing boat. Yeah. So I was like, wait, did that guy die? Who? Who was the bad guy? And then I was it's like, just ah, a series close. of people getting killed and you think they'll explain it when they don't. Not really. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. He yeah. yeah he faked his death. For what reason? I'm not sure because he immediately displayed himself appears, like, to like his enemy. Minutes later, yeah, just and right what, afterwards. What? And Bill Duke just was buddies with Arnold because he's not particularly good at anything. He's scary looking, but he was. Yeah. I so Bill Duke. He was also in the squad. Like he was part of his, his team, and now he's, he's gone. He's gone rogue with he's Bennett. Gone, yeah. Right. Okay. And the guy and the, and the, uh, creepy guy with the mustache. He's yeah. They're like a, a three man army. Uh, so they're the Arnie's chilling at his house. He's retired and apparently they, he did pretty well for himself. A movie they would never, they would never do today. A, a movie that centers around Arnold and they didn't show him for the first yeah. you know, eight, nine yeah. minutes. They're just showing these random murders that don't make sense. Well, well he, he, there's a reason for that. They actually wrote this uh, with Gene Simmons in mind as the fucking protagonist. Well, when, they hired, when they hired Arnold to do this, they actually were trying to set it up to where Arnold Schwarzenegger had zero lines. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So, you know, that's all you really need to know about this movie. And then uh, another thing that I think that stands out about it is Arnold's character, John Matrix, is the only character, and I looked... I think the only character that actually has a first and last name, the rest of them either don't have a name or just go by their last names. Right. Bennett. Um, yeah. Right. That's all we really need to know. It's just a bunch of, it's just great. a bunch of moves. Yeah, running, running man. Uh, well, Ben Richards, but yeah, he's the butcher from Bakersfield. Right. Yeah. I'm looking, um, Dan had, I'm looking on the IMDB, Dan Hadaya, Nick Tortelli. He's called Arius. Um, they have like code names. Yeah. Bennett is and just I'll, Bennett. Sully. Cook. Other Matrix is a code name. No, it's his, then, that's his name. 
No, he's called John Matrix. It sounds like a code name, but they're like, oh, and here's my daughter, you know, Cindy Matrix or, or you know, whatever. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny Matrix. So he's up there chopping wood and his he's enormous. He's I mean, he is so jacked. How did Mildred Baina tackle this beast? Dude. He, I know. He is. I mean, there's a reason he became such a big star. The guy is dynamic. He's charismatic, he and charismatic, and he's fucking jacked. He's insanely he's jacked. Teaching, he's teaching little Sam Maselli to fish and do Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he does a really convincing like father role. I was I was I was heartwarming to go to all this murder. And then he's just like hand feeding a deer with his daughter. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I mean, I know this is like pre Lyme disease, but you're not you don't hand feed deer. I mean, they're teeming with ticks and other shit like, you know, you don't want to get yeah. real close to wildlife like that. That's so, insane. Two weeks ago when we did Outbreak. They had a girl feeding a monkey on purpose in the uh, in the jungle to stop a disease. So we're used to movies where wildlife just gets fed by their hands. So Arnie's That's, uh, definitely a, a pre-COVID, <laughs> a pre-COVID world. Exactly. So Ar- yes, that's just I keep being shocked into modernity by by how everything. <laughs> Never mind. By what's changed via COVID, and yeah. it's like just I'm s- stunned nearly every day with just normal shit that I go to do that I'm like, oh, you can't do that. You can't. You can't give yeah. someone a hand. When I see handshake. when I see movies, yeah. yeah. When I when I'm looking at the airport scene when I watched this movie a few days ago, I'm just looking at all the people next to each other and touching each other. I'm like, wow, that looks that looks very weird. Yeah, it's just yeah, all of it. It's just so different all of a sudden. One thing I did notice. Are, Arnie's very jacked. He's very tan, but he, uh, while he's having lunch with Alyssa Milano, who Milano, who's made him a, a sandwich, we understand to be very disgusting. He's like, what is in this? Like he couldn't tell what was in it, but he's, he's like, you know, when I was growing up in East Germany and so he's East German, but he was a special forces soldier for the United States. And then his foil from his squad is an Aussie guy. Are we just recruiting people from other countries to serve in the United this is States a Armed Forces? Six situation yeah. for sure. Yeah. This is hundred percent. Yeah, it's yeah, thought it was a you little weird. You guys don't remember the US Australia War? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> in nineteen seventy eight. You don't remember? Um so okay, so then they attempt to well, it's General, un- General Kirby makes a visit. Yeah, General Kirby shows up and they they bring in the Hueys. Helicopters show up, land, and Jenny, who's like eleven, is like, "You're not leaving, are you?" It's like, "What? Where's he been? What wars have been going on?" And he's like, "And also, where's the mom? Is this a shared custody situation? She just lives with Nobody, him." Like, it just not. It's never explained. Is she dead? Is she yeah. alive? We got a Bambi sitch. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger like a, a divorce court men's rights kind of guy? Right. Father's rights so advocate. Yes. Could be. We don't know any of these crucial details. So I looked up General Kirby because I was like, he looks kind of long in the tooth. Um, and he's still alive, believe it or not. He is 90 right now. Whoa. Damn. But he, he's so old. He was in his like IMDb notes. He was discovered by Samuel Golden. That's the G wow. in MGM. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. He's old. The studio like, system. Yeah. He was discovered. Unbelievable. Um, 
so and then it's unclear like the he's like i'm gonna leave these couple um rangers here to look out to look over the place because bennett is or or not bennett somebody's assassinating all the members of your old squad and they're probably coming for you and then lo and behold they do show up one second later and um they they quickly dispatch of these two highly trained army rangers because apparently they weren't able to smell the bad guys downwind like arnie could except that he didn't warn anybody he's like remember you're downwind and the and the wounded rangers like uh well what am i supposed to smell them coming and he's like i did well how about you tell them that before they get fucking machine gunned (laughs) and arnie is super prepared Right. He's got he's got like the bunker. He's got this. Yeah. But two things. Yes. He tells his daughter, just go hide under the bed. We're good. And also he's got this secret shed that's got like the war chest in there. The code to the secret vault is one three. He made a two digit (laughs) code. Oh, wow. Two digits. Why did his daughter put her in the the bunker? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He said, oh, go hide under the bed. But he really doesn't. He's like these ex-special forces. So he doesn't have like a bunch of guns hidden in every room, like intricately for this exact scenario. He doesn't have one. On. He doesn't have one single. He doesn't have a sidearm nearby. He doesn't have one gun for home protection. He keeps them all in the shed. That's insane. Yeah. And I was I was looking up Bennett because when when he first came on, I was like, yeah, he's he's given off the live aid. 1985 yeah. performance, but I, I recognize him from something else. He's the lead marauder from uh, Weird Science when they crash Gary and Wyatt's party right. with the, with the from, from the Hills Have Eyes. He's the like the main negotiator of the marauders. Yes, I totally remember him now. Absolutely. Yeah, Bennett. Um, so Bennett shows up there and they're there. It's still unclear because they, it appears they're there to assassinate Arnie, but they're not. They're there to kidnap Alyssa Milano and use her as leverage to get Arnie to go assassinate a world leader or a Central American, a fictitious yeah. country's uh, leader. Valverde. Valverde. So this is yeah. an interesting story about this. Um, it's used in a bunch of different movies by this uh, the writer of this, and it's because we had such a we'll call it a tenuous relationship with Latin America during this time that they made up a um, a fake country just so that they could use. They there's no like underlying ethos of these people. They right. don't say that they're. They just call them revolutionaries. They're not. And the reason for this is. Uh, like the the, D, the DOD has like a liaison office in Hollywood, and they like really scrutinize what you can and can't do when it comes to like foreign relationships, or or they advise rather, or, you know, or they actually have like military people train Arnold like how to sneak up on that guy and stuff like that. So they're really involved in this kind of thing. So he creates this like fictitious Valverde country. And it's like this just kind of scapegoat for all of his movies where anytime they need to have just a, you know, faceless, nameless bad guy, it's like, okay, so they're doing a coup with revolutionaries in Valverde. And that's all you need to know. That's right. interesting. This is right. They because they didn't want. They didn't want to say Nicaragua. For, for, exactly. For they didn't Marcos want. Marcos yeah. or, yeah. you know, any of that yeah. shit. El Salvador, where we were supporting I, the death squad. I do remember they said it, uh, mm-hmm. Valverde was a, was an 11 hour flight from LAX. So this, yeah, that, which is very far. 
You you know how far eleven hours where you can fly in eleven hours? Very far places. Yeah. Like I'd consider murdering the guy next to me if I in this day and age, if somebody said you gotta be on this plane for eleven hours. Uh yeah. It's yeah. Well, uh, although they were sit- sitting in first. I mean they did Right. It was there was leg room, yes. but also it's you you have more room if you can snap the guy's neck next to you. Right. So they're so they're <laughs> able so they're able to they they kidnap Jenny, who's really annoying in this. And I was Jenny, I I was Jenny in love Matrix. with Yeah, okay. I, I was in love with Alyssa Milano as a kid. And but it obviously wasn't from this movie because she was super irritating and precocious in this she was, movie. She was like Danny Pintaro. Yeah, in this movie. just the worst. Um, but they're able to they they kidnap her and then they after he kills some dudes, they're able to um, get get Arnie to wreck his K five blazer rolling down a hill. They're like, he's coming down the hill. No breaks. How do you know he doesn't? Oh, cause maybe they cut the lines or something. They, they knew he cut, didn't yeah, have breaks. They cut his yeah. breaks. Yeah. So, um, but they, he crashes. No power steering either. Nothing. But he didn't need it cause he's so yoked. Yeah. Yeah. He was, and he was just downhill in the thing anyway. He didn't, he didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he crashes. They, they, it takes a bunch of guys, but they're able to wrangle him and they, they bring him in and they tell him, look, here's the plan. And I, I, I'm doing air quotes around that word plan because it's still not very clear. But basically what they were saying is we're trying to overthrow this country. You're the only guy that can get close enough to the leader because you worked with him before on a secret special ops mission. You're the only one that can get in there and kill him. And if you don't kill him, we're going to kill your daughter, which is ba- that, which that's the setup of the movie. Am I missing anything? That's about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that again, that was very like that's as clear an explanation as I've ever gotten. Yeah, because it was weird. Like they killed everybody else, but then they had one guy that they were going to have leverage on. Why wouldn't they try to have the whole team do it? Like, br- like blackmail all of the guys. Instead, they just they killed the entire gang except for Arnold. Yeah, they'd like a Rube Goldberg, like fucking murder machine on all of them. It's completely unnecessarily yeah. complicated murders. Instead yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Make, yeah. And he's he's going to need his squad to help him. He's just yeah. can't go into another country and assassinate somebody by himself. And yeah. just showing 80s technology and everything. There was a few minutes dedicated to like. Watching a plane physically take off and a uh, payphone action. There were payphones as a key plot point, and it's the Warriors come out and play guy who's watching them. Right. Wait, Sully? Not Sully. The the I think sh- Sully, yeah. the little guy in yeah. the, in, yeah. the, in the airport, and who was hitting on Radon Chung. Yeah. And I looked him up. I was like, man, he's short. Well, how short is he? And five, I, three. I, I looked, I looked him up and it just described him as feisty, which means you're less than five, two. Well, he's if you're feisty. Yeah. That means you're five, two or below. He's yeah. so little. And Arnold, he just he looks was the leader of the, he was the leader of the rogues, the leather gang, right. the warriors. I think Arnold's like six, one or something. And he was, mu- he was like close yeah. to a foot shorter. Than Arnold, yeah, he, and, at least, yeah. And the other guy, the show enough guy that was taking him on the plane, he was he was even more massive. But again, <laughs> yeah, show enough with it. That guy's hair. Yes, he yeah. 
um, again, he didn't seem like he really had the wherewithal to tangle with John Matrix if John Matrix were to to maybe have some second thoughts about the mission. Maybe, and I don't know, this is just a suggestion, maybe send a second guy with him, maybe spring for an, an additional plane ticket just in case. Maybe just put but two you're guys. doing one man, at least Bennett was kind of a big dude. Yeah, but Ben Bennett's too important to the job, and also he's faked his death. Um, a lot. So he he this is this was my favorite thing about these movies is the one liners. Um, first of all, we get I our did, we get I our. I didn't realize they re- replace. I mean, they repeat them all in all the movies. Yeah. I didn't know it was the same lines. Uh, well, I'll be back became yeah. his signature line, and he does it for the he, he does it does it in Terminator right. Yeah, yes. I thought that's just what it was from. And then, but then he yeah, does it again in this movie. Terminator. He does it in this. He also yeah. does. Trust me, I feel like that's been used too. Yeah, yeah. But mm. I'll be back as that. But then he um, he smashes Shonuff's face and breaks his neck. Luckily for him, Shonuff is wearing a safari helmet for some <laughs> reason. It's just Panama a Jack. It was a Panama Jack hat, right? No, no, no. It was no, uh, no. It's, it was an actual. It's like the kind you would wear to in a rice paddy or something. It was not like I'm a, an I'm going on vacation hat. And but so he murders him, but he's able to cover up his face with the safari helmet. And then and then what's he say? What's he say to the stewardess? I think I wrote it down. Uh, Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. Which is, I mean, a pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It's a pretty that's solid good, one liner. Good stuff. And I'm not like I'm not an aircraft engineer, but he's able to go on a mission to to find his way out of the landing gear, and the layout of the air craft itself is pretty confusing because, as far as I know, there's just the cockpit and the seats. And, yeah. the, and then everything else is like underneath the, the bags and stuff, the cargo, the lithium ion batteries, they go on the bottom of the plane. That's what the guys are loading up on the outside. He somehow is going through rooms. He's like ripping down vinyl like things. He went through the men's room door. Yes. Like, he went through the men's room. He's, he's in the belly of the plane all of a sudden. Yes. It's, it's a massive, massive. It's, it's like, have you guys ever seen the big bus? Oh it's, oh, it's a classic. We should review it here. It's a, it's about this like nuclear powered bus that goes across the country. And uh, it's again, it's got like bowling. It's just a bus from the outside. You're like, oh, it's a Greyhound bus, but it's got like bowling alleys and shooting ranges and driving ranges. It's like all loaded on the inside. And this is just, this is exactly what he's got on this plane, but he is able to find, first of all, it's, it takes 10 minutes for the plane to take off down the runway. It's, He's going through the plane. The plane's moving the whole time. He tells, he says he's got, he's airsick. Eventually he's able to jump out of the landing gear in an, un, at an unsurvivable altitude. Can we all agree oh, on that? Like there's 100%. no, there was no living through that. If the guy got hit by a car going like seven miles an hour, he's got to die jumping yes, out of this airplane. Yes. He was going like 200 miles an hour. It was takeoff speed. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and but he lands in like a the the little uh, mar- marshy area at the end of the runway like not even in an actual, like deep water, just no. a little bit like a puddle. No, he was fine. He landed on his butt and he just got back up and and walked out. He goes back in the airport and you know Sully's going to be done for at this point. 
because there's Sully. He's he's on the phone, but also he's like low key sexually harassing Radon Chong, which is like the short yeah. guy's mo. Like he just he seems yeah, like he he's perfect casting. Like nice guy thing too. Later, where when she's like, "Dude, I'm not interested." He's like, "Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. You're stuck up." Like, no, he's yeah, like, he's like, you fucking whore. Well, yeah, uh, no, yeah. she's she's turned you down. She's turned down your sexual advance. She would be not whorish enough to have sex with you. So you can't really call her a whore because she's refused to have sex with you. It's a, it's a, it's a weird turn of phrase. One thing I do like about this scene though, is the suit that he's wearing. I guess the only thing I can really describe about it. It's like if the entire suit was made out of the material of like eighties muscle pants. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It has a shininess to it. Yeah. It's got just that elite pattern on it and the fit, everything about it was just God tier. And I really want one. I believe they used to call that a shark skin suit in the eighties, that um, real shiny material. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, it was it was beautiful. So Arnold jumps in the car with her, right? Is this one? Yeah, he ju- so he jumped. I, I, this is the next move I can't understand with with the seat. He rips out the seat. <laughs> it makes no sense. He just rips her seat out. He rips after following her to her car, scaring. He rips the seat out of this convertible, but you're thinking, okay, he's so big, he needs to hide. Then he just sits upright. Mm. So he just wanted the feeling of sitting on like the metal stuff below the yeah, seat. Just recline yeah. the seat, dude. You you want to keep a low profile. You don't actually need no, to tear the seat. Upright. Yeah. He doesn't lay back. He doesn't yeah. do anything. I know. It's, it's insane. I thought if I could rip out a car seat, I might. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I, I don't know. I mean, it would, it would be a, a power move. He is pretty yeah. jacked. So they, then they're chasing. And meanwhile, Sully's doing pretty well for himself. He's got a 911. He's got a yellow 911 Cabriolet that he's r- whipping around L.A. in. And what's he do? Did, he, they, did they go to the Fast Times Mall? I don't I don't think it's the fa- Fast Times Mall. It's the Sherman Oaks Galleria. I think the Fast Times. It's time, the same back to the Terminator, too, by the way. This might be the Back to the Future mall. It, mi- it might have been. I think it's the- definitely the Terminator mall. I Googled it. Yeah. Because it looks familiar. There's been a bunch of movies filmed there. Is it is it the Sherman Oaks Galleria? I think it is. Which, I don't know. I don't know anything about California. Which that's, is that's just, all you can. Which is Wait, just so like, the move the move is he's he reported he reported that he got on the plane and then he went to the mall, right? Yes. Like what was what was he doing there? He Just was going to, in fashion, man. He was going to do another deal. This is back. The eighties were wild. There were bars at malls. And, oh, this was kind of the dream of uh, Tom Cruise, right? Cocktail. That's right to bring it to <laughs> Flanagan's. Br- Flanagan's. He goes to Flanagan's. There you go. Yes, that's yes. It is the school bar. It is, in fact, the Sherman Oaks Galleria. And uh, when they go when they go to the mall, Arnold pulls her like or, or maybe before he, he pulls her aside and he tells her the craziest story of all time. He goes, essentially, see that little person with the briefcase? He's going to kill my daughter. Just pretend you love me and, and everything will be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was really weird. Um, so like, here's the thing. That, uh, this is fucked up. The, the incels might have a point here because. She just goes with it because he's over six feet tall. Whereas and he jacked. was right. he had a very nice suit on the dick skin suit. And he goes and was like, hi, like I uh, let's let's go out. And he was very polite about it for sure. And she says, uh, no, you're five, two. That's disgusting. No, thank you. Yeah. So he very 
justifiably gets upset, but Arnold can carjack her car, rip out her seat yes. because he's over six feet tall. It's just not, frankly, it's not fair. It's that, Yeah. That really is kind of bullshit. I agree with you. <laughs> um, As a sub six man, so, letter, it's got a same. So we're, so we're agreeing with the, uh, the warriors guy then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then he's, he, Radon Chong's like reluctantly agrees to go along with his plan. Then she fucks it all up by telling mall security and then immediately is back on Arnie's team. Like she's like, well, we, we got to ask how many mall security guards work on one shift? Yeah, because quite a few I feel like yeah. when you go to the mall, maybe you'll see three security guards. There may have been 45 yeah. at this mall. And Arnie was beating <laughs> all their asses. Meanwhile, Sully's Sully's like, give me a quarter. And he reaches into Radon, John, Radon Chong's, flight attendant blazer pocket and is able to procure a quarter from her pocket. And then he runs to the phone. My question here is I get all this. I get what, I get what Sully's doing. I get what Radon Chong's doing. I get what Arnie's doing. I get what's going on there. The guy that Sully is meeting with, he's, he's give Sully money for something in a briefcase. Sully goes running out of the bar. The guy in the Panama hat, hat that he's doing a deal with immediately comes running out of the out of the mall bar Flanagan's shooting a fucking gun. He could have easily just left. There was a commotion there. The, clearly yeah, no there one was, was no there one for him. For him to involve himself. Yes. Right. Like, he's like sitting there. Oh, my back's against the wall. If only there was some sort of clever diversion for me to escape. How, <laughs> short how, how am I going to get away from these 45 security guards in the mall? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is just beating all their minimum wage earning asses yes. to death. Like you, you could just walk out, man. So yeah, I could see one or two of those guys thinking, like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this guy." The rest of them, they're thinking, "I'm not paid enough for this." Yeah, exactly. I'm going to Forever Twenty One. I'm gonna go look at fake dog shit at Spencer's, and then, uh, and then I'll wait for the the real police to arrive. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a weird scenario. Eventually, Arnie chases, uh, he chases Sully, drops him off a cliff, gets the key to his hotel room. He's kind of like piecing together what's going on. Meanwhile, Bennett and Nick Tortelli and Sam Maselli, they're going to, I guess, Santa Barbara. This was confusing. Uh, they weren't going to Valverde, right? Because it's an 11 hour. Nobody f- was in South America. Right. right Everybody right. stayed in Los Angeles. Oh, so they're, they, they said they're going to Santa Barbara, I think. And they go by boat, which is weird because there's a fucking freeway. You could just drive right up the freeway. It's only like an hour and a half. It's a, it's a weird choice, but they go down to San Pedro. They get on a boat. That was a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had, you know, we've already determined that Bennett knows his way around boats. He was recently faked his death. Uh, Meanwhile, Arnie goes and he's going to check out what's going on in Sully's hotel room where he has an encounter with Bill Duke. They duke it out. Bill Duke ends up impaled and and Arnie says something like stick, stick, stick around. 
Bill Duke. But, <laughs> but, is this the fight where they broke into the other room and you see the big yeah. naturals? Yeah, they are, they're shooting a porno in the, in the next room. They're shooting, uh, eventually he kills him. Oh, to be a fly on the wall of this writing room. Okay, so Arnold's just jumped off an airplane and beaten several workers to yeah. death in the security. And then let's just throw a fucking porno in there. Well, we need tits. It was we 80s. It was, the, it was the 80s and there, there had to be tits in the movie because that's just how they did it. But and, something that struck and me. And on Chong goes, these guys eat too much red meat. Yeah, it was. was yeah, they were. Was they were making red. <laughs> they were doing one-liners the whole time. When it, even though it was a fight to the death, then he kills Bill Duke. He goes outside, and I don't see if this struck you guys as weird. He walks outside with Bill uh, with Radon Chong, and he looks at the Cadillac, and he goes, "This must be his car. Let's take it." Racist? Just, just because, cause, just because he's a black guy, you assume he's the one driving you know the Cadillac. What? He could could have been the Honda right next to it. Thought about that. Yeah, it's just he just assumes the black guy drove a Cadillac. I mean, he was right. It was in fact his car, the convertible Cadillac. But still, you should hey, you should have to. Say, part of detective work, a good detective just doesn't trust his instincts. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Um, so then they go, they have to go shopping. They steal a bunch of stuff from the army surplus store. And apparently army surplus stores sell rocket launchers and grenades. Did you guys know that? Cause I didn't you gotta ask if they have anything in the back. <laughs> I guess it was That's like, uh, when you go to in and out burger, you have like a secret uh, menu, right? Right, right. Yeah. It was the eighties. Um, but then the cops, the guy behind the counter is going to ask you your opinion on Israel and you have to give him the correct answer they, <laughs> and then he'll give you a rocket launcher. They, they, but the cops get there and they arrest John matrix and they put him in the back of the paddy wagon and they're driving away and Radon Chong. And this is again, this is an interesting choice. Radon Chong pulls up and she takes the rocket launcher out of the, uh, the back of her, uh, triumph. And at first she shoots a rocket the wrong direction and blows up a building, but then she figures it out and she decides she's going to shoot the vehicle housing the person she's trying to save with a rocket propelled grenade. Does that seem again, did that seem luckily she shot wild and it hit the tire and knocked it over still not a survivable event for the hero of the movie. Bad decision by Radon Chong there. What do you guys think? Absolutely. But, you know, as we know, in the next few minutes, the flight attendant is full of surprises. Yes, yes. Because it turns out she's also she's, a pilot. She's not just a she's She doesn't just serve the drinks. Right. She knows how to fly. That well, thing. she does allude earlier that she knows they're able to piece together the, their plan because they find in Bill Duke's car a receipt for airplane fuel. And she's like, oh, I know that um, that airplane fuel brand because my instructor buys that kind of gas. And so we're there's foreshadowing that she does, in fact, know how to fly. She's taking flying lessons, but she flies. They they steal a seaplane. And again, this is weird because they're right. They're here in Los Angeles, just at the local port and they're taking off in this plane. And, and yet a, a foreign army Jeep pulls up and starts shooting machine guns at them. Did that strike you guys as odd? 
Yeah, they were uh, probably distracted by Harrison Ford running in onto the wrong wrong runway. <laughs> that time. Yeah. I think by this point, I just kind of all three viewings had just kind of given up on trying to make sense of like. You know, I, I what I've got what I needed to understand to enjoy this movie. Okay, they have his daughter. Understood more than me. You knew yeah. more than me from watching it. So he's got he's got to do spec ops murders to get his daughter back. Whoever shows up and gets in the mix, let's just go for it. Whatever, we'll find out if they're good guys or bad guys as we go. Yeah. Um, um, did yes. you recognize the air traffic controller? Sure didn't. <laughs> oh no, who I don't remember seeing an air traffic controller. Oh wait, yeah, they were called. Who was it? Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, but yeah, Bill Paxton was there. Yes, absolutely. I did recognize him. Yeah. Um so then they go they get there. They land in the water. This is like the Channel Islands up off the coast of Santa Barbara. They land and Arnie strips down to his budgie smugglers to boat ashore. And Arnie is yeah. I mean, he had Why is he wearing the black gripper? It was kind of oh, weird. It was kind of weird. There were no he, 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 he rows ashore and then he loads up. He's, he, he suits up with every kind of ordinance you would need. He's got fucking grenades. He's got 50 cows. He's got everything you could possibly need. He paints his face. He's got everything you could possibly need except a shirt. Guy, guy forgot to bring a shirt with him. He's got. Well, the when you have single digit body fat, yeah. you don't really need a shirt, you know. Yeah, he's got he's got the tactical vest. He's got everything. Yeah. Like and if I was in this movie, I wouldn't. I like I would get a ticket if I didn't have a shirt on. But Arnold, he doesn't need it. Yes, exactly. Uh, but then yeah. the, the rest of the action becomes what looks like a Universal Studios stunt spectacular. It's great. It's great. <laughs> guys falling yeah. everywhere. Buildings blowing up. It looks. It looks like. They just took a prepackaged action scene. Also, they couldn't hire actual Latinos to play the uh, the the army guys because it was all just white guys with big like magic store mustaches on and those kind of yeah. those sideburns that, sun hats. Yes. Those, those <laughs> sideburns that just stick to the side of your head. They yeah. were so fake looking. That's and, not, I love their the outfits. So much. That's <laughs> not the Hollywood. I know yeah, it, was, it was crazy. Um, so Arnie's there and he's fucking killing everybody and they're shooting machine guns at him, but he's able to hide strategically hide behind flowers, which apparently the fact that he was incredibly slowly. Yeah. Apparently flowers are like armor for machine gun rounds, because if you just hide behind the flowers, the the machine gun bullets don't go through them. Um, At one point, there's two guys. He gets into the he's killed. Everybody. He's blowing things up. He's shooting people. He's just he. Oh, he goes into a shed and they surround him in the shed. And this was this was vintage Arnie. He comes out and he murders them all with fucking garden tools. Yeah. He hit the, okay. The best part to me, aside from Arnold Schwarzenegger jumping out of an airplane 15 minutes into this movie is in this scene when he takes all the garden tools and kills them home alone style. And then he ends it by taking the ax and he hits the guy in the dick with the ax. And <laughs> like, that should yes. be like an end of the movie climax kind of kill. But it's just what I love about this movie has such big dick energy that it does things like that. And then it's just forgotten. Yeah. Like, you don't kill, like hit a guy in the dick with an axe for no reason like that. There should be some setup, but it doesn't need to. This yeah. movie just gives you, gives he, you that. He, mach- he, 
silver platter. He machetes a guy's arm off and then he scal- before that, he scalps a guy with a circular saw blade that he yep. throws like a frisbee. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty badass. Then he's like going through the house and he's really not doing a great job of not announcing his presence because he's going through the big mansion where they're holed up, yelling his daughter's name, Jenny, Jenny. Meanwhile, there's people like trying to kill him. Then he sees, he sees a couple guys down. He's out on like a balcony and he looks down and there's two dumbass army dudes down below him. And they're like looking everywhere, but up. And he's, meanwhile, he's been just machine gunning everybody rather than just put a couple rounds into the top of their heads quickly. What's he do? He leaps from the second floor balcony (laughs) and smashes their heads together. Like just, I thought this guy had some training. Um, he training, but he's got zero percent body fat. Right. Eventually, it comes down. He kills Nick Tortelli, and it comes down to a showdown. Um, Sam Maselli escapes her. They have her locked in a room that's just kind of boarded up, and so she like takes a pair of scissors and like wedges the plywood open. I completely forgot about that, despite how many times I watched this yeah. movie. Today. It was. I completely forgot about this part. It was insane. Like, just you have a million army dudes there with you. Have one of them watch her. Have one of them just sit there and watch her. It's, you know, you got extra guys. You have 50 guys with tactical sun hats. Just put one of them there. Yes, exactly. So she escapes. Bennett's chasing her. They go down into like a, into like a downstairs basement that has lots of pumps and valves and stuff. There's lots of steam. It's like they're making something there, but it's just a house. It was kind of weird. Eventually, Arnie has a showdown with Bennett. And I think. Who has a gun? Yeah, Bennett has a gun, but I, it should be stated that Bennett was in, he was kicked out of Arnie's unit. So he has, yeah. because he loved to kill too much. And Arnie's like, I can't have you he on my team. Too good at murdering. Yeah, all you want to do is kill. <laughs> but meanwhile, since they were in the service, Arnie's been, he's been hammering testosterone. He's at the squat rack every morning. He's running in those mountains he lives in. Bennett He's sick it, in new tropics. Yes. Bennett. He's a tub of shit. Like if you, he's just like kind of a big guy. Yeah, but he's, not, he's big dude, but he's got skinny arms. He's, he's like can barely chase after Alyssa Milano. He's just got a big dumpy, shitty, sad, weak body. He's a fucking pussy. And he yeah. thinks he thinks, Oh, he gets because he loves doing murder so much. Arnie like Jedi mind tricks him where he's like, Oh, you don't need that gun, buddy. That's no fun. You want to kill me with a knife? Like that's more fun. Yeah, that, you that was s- a weird thing from eighties movies. Yeah. You know what? It's an unfair fight. I'm going to fight till the death with a lesser weapon. Yeah. So he throws the gun away. He gets horny for murder and he tosses away his weapon and then he gets in a knife fight only to eventually come up with an Uzi that he finds on the ground and instead, but before he can shoot John matrix, John matrix is able to break free from the wall, a giant steam pipe and throw it through his body, pinning him to some big boiler and, and having steam blow out through his body, which is a a beautiful way to die. Oh, 
Let out, let out some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Uh, and also before that, for some reason, there's a, like a giant industrial transformer there that he gets that Bennett gets slammed against and he gets he gets electrocuted with 50,000 volts of electricity. But it just it only makes him stronger somehow. Rather than killing him, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Uh, your guys' thoughts. I thought this movie was fantastic. So good. Really happy I watched it. Just as good as it was when I was 10 years old. Arnie was as good as he would ever be in anything in this moment. 1985, Commando. What did you guys think? I found it fun. It was great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was what I wanted in a movie with Arnie. Absolutely. Um, what do you guys think the budget was on this one? Because I'm going to I'm going to tell you. I guess I can guess. Um, I've got it. I, I would say it's salary for Arnie. Everyone else is making scale. They kind of lo- use local sets. I'm going to say fifteen million dollars. You're pretty close. So remember, Arnie. Hadn't been. He'd been in the Terminator. This is a little early right. in Arnie's career. I don't think he's making. No, he wasn't making big money. Airport, yet. The airport and the mall scenes probably were the only cost. I mean, everything else was like done in people's backyards. Yeah, Val, Val Verde yeah. Airport was clearly Long Beach Airport. They were up, you know, it was all shot in L.A. The budget for the movie, $10 million dollars. Worldwide, yeah, worldwide gross, $57 million. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes a star from the what movie. Do you know his salary? I'm just, just out of curiosity. I de- well, maybe it's on the wiki. Let's look. Hang on. Yeah. Um, plot, about, uh, filming, 1985. Yeah, it doesn't say. Critical response. 1.5 million. That's it. Oh, really? Wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty good money in 1985, though. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, they got them early. Uh, all right. I appreciate it, guys. Excellent job. Love this movie. Love talking about it. You guys, reach out with your thoughts. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or call us 949-464-TBLS. Uh, Caleb Wilson, love having you on. What is your inst or your uh, Twitter handle so people that listen to the show can get very mad reading your tweets? <laughs> if you want to yell at me, uh, Bird Respector at Bird Respector on Twitter. Uh, yes. Wait. Tell us. Tell us. We we actually we actually need to discuss. Yes. You did something with Nintendo Switches that was yeah. amazing. Yes, I did. I so I got. I was in some of you might have seen this story because it was covered in BuzzFeed and a couple other publications that, you know, uh, I which to me, for the record, I'm not bragging about any of this. It was just fucking shocking. You should brag. Brag the fuck about it. This is incredible. I yeah, it's just like the same dumbass shit that I've been doing my entire life. But I just posted on Twitter and and people paid attention for some reason. But um, so what I did essentially is like I wanted to get a Nintendo Switch because like the rest of you guys, I'm at home. I'm fucking bored. Can't do anything. Bars are closed. So I was like, okay, I'll check out a Nintendo Switch. And they're like five or six hundred dollars because like like scammer scalpers are buying them up like with software that or rather extensions that are like automatically buying them the second they come back in and stock and then just reselling them that kind of pissed me off so 
what I decided to do, and I've done this again, this same exact bit I've done a million times over the years where like, I'll just, what I, what I just fuck with people on like Craigslist or offer up. And so I got like all of them to meet in an Arby's parking lot in Everett, Washington. And I got like, I just was like, man, I didn't, didn't take me more than maybe half an hour, but like, I just was like, okay, like I want to buy. And so I found like what I would do is I would say, well, how many do you have? I want to buy all 10 of them. Like, let's do it. So I had like probably in one parking lot, I had probably 50 Nintendo switches and all these people that were selling them. And the first person to describe to me what their car was, I was like, Oh, it's a dude in a white camera. Go ask the dude in the white camera. Like that's me. And so like, I had all these people that are like, what the fuck, you know, like I, just a whole bunch of screenshots of just like me leading these people on that I was going to buy all their Nintendo switches. And then the guy in the white camera was like, Oh, I talked it out with everybody. We figured it out. You dumbass! Like you're an idiot. Like we're laughing at you or whatever. Don't you, you know? feel dumb? Yeah, I, I feel I feel like quite the fool. You know, like anyway. So I like I posted this just whatever, just crap. And I was like drinking as one does in quarantine because there's nothing else to do. And like I woke up, like I, I just posted it and then went to sleep. I'm like. I woke up the next day and I had like 9,000 new followers and it was in the news and like people were fucking yelling at me. It was all over like Reddit and then a bunch of different things and everyone was, I don't know, most people were pretty like supportive of it, but <laughs> not everybody was, you know, not everybody thought it was like funny. And I didn't, you know, again, I didn't expect anybody to see this. I thought like, you know, you guys might think it was funny and was some great. of my friends or whatever. Yeah, yes. And the, but, the, yeah, the screenshots. And like you said, when when the guy calls you a dumbass, that's yeah. the best part. That was the one that got me. It was so fucking funny. Like he said, because he said what he said was, uh, "We figured it out as a group." Like I talked to him, we figured it out as a group. You fucking idiot! We're all laughing at you. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I like, feel so dumb right now. Yeah. Like they had a situation room, and they were all like, "All right, yeah. what's going on oh, here?" Like so, it was pissing rain too. So uh, oh, that's the best. Pissing rain. All these guys got Nintendo switches huddled around this white fucking Toyota Camry like oh man this dumbass like oh he thought he got us or whatever anyway that was that a bunch of them were mad at me and then like it was most again most of the the coverage and response was good but like I got posted on like 4chan and some other websites and I got like a couple of people threatening me like vaguely you know saying that so so 4chan are they evil always? Like that? No, they're completely like just. Neutral. I know, I know, I know. They're terrible when it comes to almost everything. But why would they have a hard stance on this one? They don't. No, most of them didn't. That's the thing. Is like they, I think most people on that website just do things that are funny. So most of the people were just like, "Oh, that's funny, whatever." But there were a couple people that were just like, "Fuck this guy" or whatever. You know, he, he's being like, I don't know, like social justice or something. I saw a couple of people. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't think that there was anything in social justice about this. At it's all. Fun. Don't they, don't they celebrate trolls though? Cause you did yeah, an ultimate I know, I troll. Like years deep. I was doing this. You know what I mean? I wasn't so like, I, there was no thought whatsoever behind it, but yeah. And then like, uh, it was on, uh, a couple different like news sites and stuff like that. And then, so like all the, all the people were like, well, those, those honest scalpers are just trying to feed their family during a pandemic. Why didn't you be nicer to them or whatever? And I'm like, uh, this dude had 10 Nintendo switches. He's not trying to feed his family. No, fuck off. No, you know, no, fuck off. Right. He's no better than the guys hoarding the, the hand sanitizer. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. Seriously. Like the thing is, is like, I, I, I didn't really engage with people that much. Cause anytime somebody like tried to like concern troll me, I would just like fuck with them or whatever. But, uh, 
if you think that like Nintendo Switches is where that stops, the same person that's going to buy ten Nintendo yeah. Switches is yeah. absolutely going to be hoarding food and everything else. Yeah, like, he's, an, he's an opportunist. hundred percent. Yeah. So like I, I yeah. didn't, it didn't really, you know, whatever. But uh, it was a little bit overwhelming, like to have that happen so quickly and like yeah. I don't know. It was just like woke up really hungover and like like severely hungover and I was like what the hell like my phone was just I like I was I really like my phone was like vibrating and vibrating and I just like I just put it in do not disturb mode and even look at it and understand what was going on you know and I woke up with a, a pretty uh, handsome hangover the next day to, that's great to all that going on and a lot of um a lot of gamers, you know, a lot of gamers follow me now. And it's kind of funny. I just, just, just was looked at it today. And like between that happened, what, two weeks ago or something. And between yeah. now and then, like several thousand people have unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But I think that I'm like, I don't know, some, some like cool epic gaming moment kind of guy. Right. And, um, got to know me yeah. and decided I was worth hanging out with yeah, online you're, you're just there to fuck with people it's, well i love it's it it's a good it's a good follow yeah, bird respecter yeah bird yeah. respecter okay excellent job all the way around appreciate it for a daily for special guest caleb wilson my name is brian beckner this has been episode 321 of the baller lifestyle podcast we will see you next week Hell yes, the lifestyle's baller Podcasts getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stu And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports, the culture, and whatever Plus you know there's Kate with a C But she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me Talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot shit so hot man you know the shit's on top top podcast man it really hits the spot listen up you players and shot callers tbls the lifestyle's baller and you know the show is so flawless tbls the lifestyle's baller listen up you players and shot callers tbls the lifestyle's baller and you know the show is for all us tbls the lifestyle's baller Sounds bad.